0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, Today, I want to start a new book. Um, I actually was really excited about this until I read this book called The Half-Life of Facts. Um, But there are some good information I think is deserving to be passed on. So uh, we all know what half-life means, right? So it's like we can do carbon dating or we can do... um, uh it, wait, was it carbon dating? Yeah. So in the fossils, right? When we can see okay, this is how much time that is taking this substance to decay in half of the quantity, so we can project how like when was this fossil originated from? Like was it from a dinosaur or what or was it from like early human? Right? That's what half-life matters. Um and what most people don't realize is there is a thing called the half-life of facts, of knowledge, right? And I truly become aware of this, I want to say, a few months ago, right? Um, and I was reading this book, right? I think we're about this, The Purple Cow. Um, I took an, art, I took an uh, advertising class uh, back in college, right? That was for like four months. And... To be honest like that class was great we talk about tv spot we talk about commercials but i will argue that in this day and age at 2020 end of 2020 uh those things don't matter anymore uh or don't matter that much anymore right because people are not watching cable that much people are trying to get rid get rid of ads so advertising agencies are not the premier way of doing marketing right so now my personal examples of dealing with the half-life of facts, right? I, I kind of feel like, oh crap! Like, why did I take that class? And like, that class, it's not relevant anymore. Maybe I should have taken another class when I was in college, because the relevancy of the class of the content changes, and that's why I was so interested in this book is because, you know, maybe facts have. Or knowledge have this type of uh, tendency as well, and then it turns out it does, right? An example of that would be back in the 1930s. If you're going to medical school in Johns Hopkins, they teach us that they have 48 chromosomes. But right now we know we have 46, right? So that was the wrong information back in the 1930s. Or uh, you know, a smoking right used to be okay in the 40s and 50s, and now it's bad, right? So the thing is, is if we can understand the underlying order and patterns of how facts change, we can handle the uncertainties better. We can trying to map out the uncertainty parameters, and we can at least have a reasonable range of um, where or when the uncertainty might occurs. So it's actually really interesting how you know there are different scientists and psychologists or statisticians or as statisticians, how they investigate this problem. For example, back in 1947, there is a, a psychology named Harvey Lehman, uh, L-E-H-M-A-N. So Lehman set out to count the number of major contribution made in different areas in years. So that could be from the field of genetics, to math, to arts. Um, so the time period that he set on was hundreds of years, right? So uh for philosophy we're talking about 600 years from 1275 to 1875. I say for botany they're doing a sample from 1600 to 1800, sorry, to 1900. And for geology we're doing it from 1500 to 1900. So after carefully sorting through, here's what he find out right. So medicine and hy- and a hygiene, that information doubles in contribution every 87 years. Philosophy doubles every 77 years. Math doubles every 63 years. Geology doubles every 46 years. Chemistry doubles every 35 years. Genetics doubles every 35 years. And opera start uh, doubling every 20 years. And then those are from the 1940s, if I remind you. So, what that means is if you can see the pattern, right, for those that are not modern science subjects, right, we're, we're not talking about like, like like chemistry or math, right, those things have a, a lot of a shorter um, half life because. It's been updated all the uh, all the time, right? For like uh, for uh, human sciences, for social sciences, right? For like uh, philosophy, for um, those things that when people has been spending centuries, you know, thinking about similar things, it has a longer half life, meaning that those things have a more of a relevance over time. And I think the medicine and hygiene was a uh, was accurate back then, but it's probably not accurate right now so another thing that another another scientist uh, mean is uh, his name is George uh, Herich. uh, he has this thing called the H index okay so what that is is he will count the number of articles of a scientist that publish something like a paper or something and then the, like he will count how many times that it will be Counted right, so the h index is really just a counting index, right? If the h index is forty five, that means this paper paper has been cited forty five times. And in twelve in two thousand and eight, there is this uh, Chinese researcher, uh Rong Tong. Um, he uses that citation, and he came up with a better kind of a more sustained, more relevant to the. Current modern worlds and like and analysis, right? And it's even more breakdown. So we have physics. Uh, the half life is about thirteen years. Uh, economics about nine and nine point three eight years. Math about nine point one seven years. Psychology about seven point one five years. History about seven point one three years. And religions about eight point seven six years. So, physics, right? It's being like one of the hard sciences. I think that makes sense. Uh, comparatively to, you know, uh, economics or psychology, right? Um. So if you get a physics degree, that might last you longer because the problems are harder to solve, right? So the point of this podcast is not really, you know, trying to distinguish. Oh, yeah, like physics is better than math right, or physics is better than a psychology degree. I'm not trying to do that, but I just want to kind of introduce this idea to you guys that there is actually half-life of our education. There's actually half-life of our knowledge. So that's why I think, you know, lifelong learning is the only way that like we can at least survive in a modern world because if you go into the college back in the 80s and if you haven't read a book since or if you haven't done any firmware update, quote unquote, a firmware update since then, you're not going to survive in 2020. You're just not, right? So that's why I think using this half-life of facts angle, we can make an argument for more reading, or listening to books or podcasts or uh, read up do some difficult readings for uh, historical papers and arguments or published works. And I think we really need to promote long-term, lifelong learning before we can say that we are educated, right? Because I feel like, oh, like, like over time, like the longer that you're, you're, like you're done with education the less relevant you are in terms of your knowledge framework. And I myself trying to avoid that with this podcast, with reading habits. And I think uh, maybe others should have done the same thing or find your niche, right? Maybe you are into different things and just just read up on it. like Update your firmware and then we go from there. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye.